shit. <laughs> oh, that's stuck uh, in there live. Yeah, we're live. Uh, so normally I do the whole song and dance, tell you the episode number, this and that and the other thing. But, fellas, it's 100 episodes, man. We did 100 of these things. 100. I can't believe it. Um, you know, obviously, if you haven't figured it out by now, uh, it's kind of disconcerting. It is the fantasy timeline. It is episode 100. And as always, we are proud to be a part of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. But, like, let's get to business. Fellas, episode 100. How are you guys doing? Yeah, man. Doing good. It's uh, pretty uh, pretty crazy that we're almost two years into this thing. And, um, you know, every week. I don't know if there's been a, a week where we didn't do the show in some fashion or another. So, um pretty consistent and uh yeah man it's uh it's crazy it's it's pretty hard to to believe it's been that uh that many episodes already what about you drew how you feeling man i'm good just traveled with a family to north carolina to see the family uh out here so just settling into a new spot and uh, so excited i know i joined you guys a little bit late and all this but been listening to you, listening to uh, the timeline for a long time, and just so thrilled to to be a part of this momentous occasion. Yeah, and and honestly, like, I mean, we'll we'll talk about this throughout, but I I don't know if I if I could honestly have picked two better people to do it with. Um, it has been a ton of fun uh, chatting it up with you guys, learning from you guys, because I mean, both you guys are. are so smart at this thing and i i just pick up stuff all the time and end up uh vanquishing opponents in other leagues with it so it's it's always a it's always a good time uh bill and i have debated about uh usually a lot a lot of the uh the lower level of uh fantasy player we usually don't get too riled up about the uh the guys that you talk about every week but Bill and I have gotten into some heated debates about the uh, the lower rung of fantasy players, and uh, it's always fun, man. It's a, we can we can get back and forth on each other, and after the show, chat about whatever whatever's going on in our lives, and like it didn't even happen. So uh, that's the best kind of relationship to have is one where you can uh, you can go back and forth with uh, with one of your your best friends and just uh, just have fun. So. Um, throughout the show, we'll talk about it. We're probably obviously going to go long because let's face it, it's a hundred episodes. So keeping it to the hour time constraint that we also never stick to, um, is going to be impossible this week. So we're going to have fun. We're going to, we're going to max and relax. And so there's some news. Uh, there was a lot of news actually. I mean, people were getting traded and all this stuff, but uh fantasy wise uh, matt Nagy uh has announced he has graced us with the knowledge that justin fields will be the starter maybe until andy dalton comes back i don't know but matt Nagy said that justin fields is the starter for now and my comment to that is yeah like i figured that out three weeks ago that he should have been the starter so uh, Bill, well, does this do anything for you or any surprise, any 
anything about it? No, I think that everybody was stunned that he didn't come out as a starter, right? Like in week one, I think that at least I think that the coaching staff just wanted to get him more comfortable with the NFL, that sort of thing. Uh, I don't necessarily have like high hopes for him this season, but I mean, I think we'll see flashes, um, but I think we're going to see a lot of mistakes just like we have. I mean, it's not like the, the team is, um, is built to like, you know, let him be efficient or anything like that. So um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that he was named the starter because I mean, who else are they going to name as a starter? And once you start your first round rookie quarterback, you can't really pull him back out. Right. Uh, hold, hold on, hold on, Bill. We're going to have to have an argument about Matt Nagy now. Matt, Matt Nagy, that man does whatever he wants. He, at one point, he said Nick Foles could have been the starter. Like, this dude is just like, he's like that crazy dude you play Madden against. You're like, I, I don't know why he is uh, lining up for a punt on second and three. What is this guy doing? That's Matt Nagy. Like, he's that guy where it's like, next week, Nick Foles might be the starter because he decides he's smarter than everybody else. And, I mean, he, he set him up to fail in that first game. I mean. I wonder if he's the one pulling the strings in that. what in the game plan for the first no and putting him like i mean do you think the ownership wouldn't say nope you know your first round pick quarterback is going to be starter i i I would hope that matt Nagy could have came to that on his own but you're right ownership may have stepped in and said listen i know you think you're the smartest guy in the room but justin fields is going to be the starter figure it out from there Drew, does does this do anything for you? I know we've always argued about who loves Justin Fields more. So does this news do anything for you? Uh, it gives me some level of comfort this year that, uh, especially in the places that I have him as my QB3 and Superflex where I need a bye week filler. Uh, otherwise, no, I'm. it was just a matter of time. And it was uh, that tension of how long do I need him to to sit and learn to really kind of get a hold of the speed of the game versus how much do I really believe in the talent that he'll figure it out no matter when he starts. So he's getting an earlier start. Uh, I believe in the talent. Uh, we've talked about that for a long time. Um, yeah, I, I hope they, they do right by him in the off season and uh, get him some help, whether it's offensive line, whether it's another weapon, but uh, I, I'm excited to see what he does. And those flashes will be really, really exciting and uh, try to temper the, the frustration when it doesn't go as well as I hope. Yeah, uh, my my prayers for Justin Fields is that um, they realize that Matt Nagy ain't that dude. Um, they kick him to the curb, and they bring in one of these uh, hot shot offensive coordinators. Maybe um, you know um, uh, Joe Brady from Carolina. I was blanking on his name for a little bit. Maybe Kellen Moore from Dallas. Maybe maybe another. You know, uh, I know Brian Dable from uh, Buffalo was a hot name last year, and actually, kind of, I think the Bills doing so well prevented him from getting a job. But um, maybe this year, a team will wait for him. I mean, a team like Chicago should actually wait for the best guy. Hard to believe, but um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, that that's probably the biggest news uh, from all of the hustle and bustle in the NFL today. So on that note, week four, officially in the books, we're a quarter-ish 
way through the season now. Now it's 17 games. It's not a quarter anymore, but close enough. So we got to we got to do our good, our bad, and our ugly, man. We got to we got to tell the people, you know, what they hit on and what we missed on. So uh, I'll start us off like we always do. Um, good. Tyreek Hill. Holy hell, man. Uh, there were a couple weeks where people were, you know, the production wasn't there from Tyreek Hill and people, you know, were yelling about it and everything. And if you really know Tyreek Hill, you knew this was just coming back. It, you know, it was just a matter of time before, you know, and I mean, he came back uh, 11 receptions, 186 yards, three touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes was on fire. Tyreek Hill was on fire. The offense was on fire. And, and it showed. So that was my that was my week one good. Um Bill, why don't you go next? Who who was your good? No, you're muted. Yep. Uh my number uh or week four uh good is Daniel Jones, uh four hundred yards and uh, two touchdowns, one pick, um, you know, and, and against a, at least what we thought was a good defense in New Orleans. Um, you know, I, that was a, a pretty surprising uh, a stat and a win, right? So, like, I mean, those are pretty impressive. I mean, especially because he's playing minus, you know, certain weapons. I mean, I know that Saquon got better and, uh, you know, healthier, like we talked about last, uh, the last few weeks, um, expecting week four, week five, when he's really going to be back to his normal self. And I think, I think it's safe to say that we, uh, we're seeing that now. So, um, yeah, I think, think it helped out and, you know, Galladay and him clicked a little bit and, um, you know, even, uh, uh, Tony, um, Kadarius Tony. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, you know, everything seemed to be making a little more sense in that offense this week. And, um, you know, he uh, he seemed to click a little bit better than he had. And I think, you know, that's why sometimes it's hard to judge a um, anything in that first quadrant of games, really. Just, you know, you got to really see what, you know, what's going on and kind of get the full story before you react after two or three games. And I think, you know, not to say that Daniel Jones is going to be a, a QB eight the rest of the season or anything, but at least we, there's some hope now. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that was a good sign. And I, I think that, you know, maybe what, what a lot of people didn't have much hope after uh, week three, at least there's signs pointing in the right direction now. And Bill, in the year of our Lord, 2021, Daniel Jones resurrected John Ross for one big touchdown play, that was it. But he he had the power to resurrect John Ross. So that right there should make him an automatic uh, QB1 for the rest of the season just for just for doing that by itself. But I like that one and some good uh, some good analysis on top of it. All right, Drew, who was your good for this week? I just saw Larry chime in the chat here and uh, his his old fat head here of Sam Darnold. I uh, picked him up late in my redraft this year and, and so glad I did as my QB three. And he is, uh, yeah, if uh, I think I saw a tweet earlier this week, if there's ever a guy that should be fired before he gets an interview, it's, it's Adam Gase. When you look at what Darnold has done this year, three straight games of 300 plus yards throwing 
Uh, it's not Lamar Jackson. It's not Kyler Murray. It's not Josh Allen, but it's Sam Darnold who is leading the NFL quarterbacks and rushing touchdowns this year. Um, so, so good to see him uh, putting it together and doing well in that system. So uh, really happy for him. I think uh, I, I was kind of middle of the road on him when he came out, thought maybe he was a little overrated, got a bum, uh, a bum spot with the Jets to start. So glad to see him get a shot here again and, and do something great with it. Yeah, and it's it's funny that you brought up uh, you brought you brought up Adam Gase in the the Sam Darnold discussion. He is currently the offensive coordinator for a high school team, and I was trying to look it up while you were talking. But I had heard somewhere that this team is getting like they're they're getting like run over in high school. I mean. Th- this is where Adam Gase has ended up, and, and even in the high school level, being just not even through osmosis, being around other NFL quality head coaches, has he picked up enough to uh, guide high schoolers um, to respectability? So um, it was kind, it was kind of a running joke because we had seen guys like Ryan Tannehill. Uh, breakaway and guys like uh you know Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams bust away and, and have really productive seasons and the talk was just for some reason that Sam Darnold was bad like he was so bad that it wasn't all Adam Gase's fault but now we're starting to see that it might have been all Adam Gase's fault <laughs> and he is he is lighting it up for Carolina um They had an awesome game last week against uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, They came up a little short, but it was not because of Sam Darnold. That's for dang sure. Um, And, you know, one of the moves we were talking about earlier, you know, the last couple of days have been kind of big for moves, which is kind of weird. You don't usually see a lot of movement. Um, They traded a six-round pick to get Stephon Gilmore. So now, you know, the rich just keep getting richer. And, I mean, I, I think they're going to be a team that could, you know, knock on a wild card spot and, you know, possibly cause headaches for, you know, a top, you know, one or two seed uh, just based on good coaching, good quarterback play and uh, pretty good defense. So uh, we'll see what's going on. But now, Drew, we got to we got to go to the bad. We got we to gotta talk about the bad here. Yeah, I mean, one other thing. I mean, they're doing that without CMC for the last couple of weeks too. So I mean, when they get get him yeah. back, and it, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, they're going to make Brady work for it down in Tampa. So um, for the bad side, uh, man, Davis Mills. Not that we expected a whole lot out of him this year. Uh, I love my Bills, and I, I want to think that they are uh, the dominant defense in the NFL. I mean, they're doing well this year so far, but uh, eleven for twenty-one and 87 yards and four picks. Uh, I put in my notes here, he's uh, he's bordering Nathan Peterman light when you look at uh, <laughs> his performance this last Sunday. So uh, great morale boost for the Bills, but um, you know he's got a lot to figure out. So who knows what the heck is going on down in Houston and where they're going to land and, and all this. But uh, as of right now, it does not look like Davis Mills is the answer. No, and uh, the – the good news is is that uh they should have a pretty high pick so hopefully uh they're in a prime spot to get a quarterback and maybe if everything with Deshaun Watson clears up they can uh 
they they can get some assets for him as well and move him on and ship him out. All right, Bill, it, it's time for your bad. Who was bad this week? Yeah, my bad is just the the news again uh, for Will Fuller um, getting injured, going on IR again. Uh, it's you know this is the one time I guess that he hasn't really shown uh when he is playing um you know maybe there was something to be said for these uh performance enhancers or whatever <laughs> that he got popped for um you know where he actually had a full season because we haven't really seen anything other than that i mean so uh it's hard to uh put any faith in him i mean he's a guy i don't mind on my roster just because if he does play you know Maybe he can get me some big games, and I know when I can or can't start him. But um, I'm not sure that I'm going to go out of my way to add him just because he's, you know, like, is he going to be the same as he was pre uh, his suspension? So even when he does play, um, even if it's five games a year or whatever. So, uh, yeah, uh, rough to take another hit with him, man. It's just something he's bailed with, you know, pretty much every season. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious too, if um, his very short time in the lineup, cause he, he was suspended week one and then he didn't play week two because there was some kind of a personal issue. And then he came in week three and that was the same week that Tua got hurt. So could, could things have been different with, Tua, who knows? You know that's something you'll you'll never know. But yeah, man, this uh, latest trip to the IR is three more weeks of him just getting you zeros, obviously. And then you know, you know, does Jalen Waddle establish himself as the dominant guy there? You know, do they start looking more? Seems like Mike Gesicki has gotten more involved the last couple of weeks. Does that trend continue? There, there's a lot there, so it'll be very curious to see what happens to him and what his role is when he gets back. So uh, that's that's definitely a good one. Um, my bad was Mike Davis. 13 attempts for 14 yards. Like, I, I get it, man. Like, running in the NFL has got to be hard. But <laughs> pr- practically one yard a carry, I mean – you know, and then he did get a receiving touchdown, two two receptions for twelve yards, and and a receiving touchdown. So you were saved, I guess, if you started. I don't even know if "saved" is the right word, but it was better than what it could have been without the touchdown. That's enabling uh, bad behavior, right there. Uh, yeah, like I don't, I, I don't know a word because it's not quite saved, but <laughs> it, it was better for you due to the touchdown but yeah i mean listen somehow you know we we talked about kyle pitts being the number two option there and you know there was some some small chatter about maybe russell gage and it apparently corderell patterson is the is the number two option there which is by the way i don't know if anybody was talking about that before the season started so um he's hot right now he's he's doing a damn thing right now and good for him i mean he's been in the league forever and maybe arthur smith was was the guy to unlock him the whole time but um 
I'm going to flow right into my ugly. And we haven't done this for a full hundred episodes of Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, but I've always tried to keep it uh, fantasy uh, focused when I do mine. But I'm I'm going off the uh, episode 100. I'm going off the beaten path a little bit. I know that surprises Bill in every way possible. He knows I'm always uh, straight on task and you know never deter. But Urban Meyer, dude, Urban, Ur- I, I'm not even going to talk about all the bar stuff because that's that's between him and his life. Handle that's what I want to talk about. Handle you well. You could talk about it. I'll give you the time to talk about it if you want. That's between him and his wife, and I don't get in the middle. Nobody's married affairs, but your team is zero four. You you lose a Thursday night game where you had a halftime lead. The team looked good in the first half. It looked like, whoo, look what's going on. Let's go. And then the second half was just flat. And and honestly, Trevor Lawrence was out there and you could tell he was trying to pull out every trick that he had to to secure the win for the Jaguars and he couldn't overcome Urban Meyer. And we're talking you know, we talked about Trevor Lawrence during the draft process as being the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning and somehow Urban Meyer hasn't figured out a way to make him look like the best prospect since Justin Herbert. Like and that's a problem. Like I don't I didn't expect him to be Justin Herbert, but I mean he's throwing like two interceptions a game. I I didn't expect that. So Urban, uh besides the fact that you're doing all kinds of weird stuff in the bar, uh maybe you should have flown back with the team. And, you know, maybe come up with a game plan. Ten days, maybe you should have used all ten since your team is 0-4. But, Drew, I'll let, I'll let you talk about it now. Uh, <laughs> the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's, it's just ridiculous. Um, he, he's got to know better. And, uh, anyhow, I saw the, the statement that he put out and that Shad Khan put out afterwards. But th- there is an element of uh, – yeah, I don't think there's a, a real separation of uh, who you are as a person and the work that you do. So it, it ultimately, it's not surprising. I think when you look at some of the results early on here in the NFL, um, I, I don't follow college closely enough to know what his history has been with the different schools he's been in. Um, you know, he's obviously had decent success at some of the bigger programs, but um, you know, NFL is a totally different game. And I think that's what you've seen in the history when a lot of these college coaches come in and, they struggle early on and it's a totally different uh, job description. It's not, you know, football is not football is not football, you know? Um, so I, I, I'm certainly not surprised. I, yeah, it, it's gotta be tough for some of the young guys here that we're hoping to have, uh, you know, a lot of fun this year with the Jags, whether it's Trevor Lawrence, who's never lost a regular season game in his life or something like that until the NFL. Um, you know, he, he's got to have somebody that can guide him through that. Uh, and if, if your head coach isn't the person, I'm not sure who is. So uh, I, I feel bad for some of the, the players here that have you know, waited a long time to get their shot. And this is what their first experience is with the NFL. So uh, hopefully he pulls it together. And, you know, whether it's him departing and doing the right thing, getting out of the way for the next person to come in, or if he can really get his stuff together and, and be a coach for this team. So, uh, but yeah, as far as, you know, 
the stuff between him and his family or whatever. That's, you know, I, I just keep getting this image of that, uh, the side table with all the pictures. <laughs> there are some, some quality photoshops this last week. So uh, the internet always wins. It, it does. And one more thing before we, we throw it back to Bill and his ugly. So th- this man w- was a head football coach at Ohio State just, just a couple of years ago. This wasn't 10 years ago, 15 years ago. This was just a couple of years ago. I have to imagine probably more than once he stood up in front of his team at Ohio State and he said, fellas, everybody's got a camera. You got to be careful with everything you do in public because any any picture can be taken at any time. And then he goes out and does this. <laughs> I'm just like, don't you remember those talks that you had with your team? Didn't you remember, hey, guys, just be careful. Any picture can be taken at any time. And, you know, I, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, and, and now I think more than ever, I don't think you see Urban Meyer as the head football coach in Jacksonville uh, week one of the 2022 season. Um, he's probably best suited to go back to college. USC is open. I'm sure they have a lot of bars in, in that uh, area of California as well. And um, he, he can go do his thing and lead a, a team to championships. But, uh, Bill, why don't you hit us with your ugly? Yeah, my ugly uh, is Miles Gaskin. Uh, two carries, three yards, zero targets. Um, you know, for somebody that, uh, you know, you hoped would maybe be an RB2 for you, maybe. Um, if not RB3, like, I mean, getting that kind of usage, and it's slowly, like, decreasing, it looks like. And, I mean, I know they were getting beat up but they were getting beat up a couple weeks ago and he he at least were was getting touches so like um you know it, it's just one of these things where like where is this headed for him like i it's like they just don't know what they want to do with their running game and maybe it's just because the games have been so different each of them but there's like just a total lack of identity um for that run game and i know it's brissette so it's kind of tough to like give too much um you know, value to what happened this week, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, not looking promising. No. And I, and I was a bit, I, I was actually on both the, uh, Mike Davis and Miles Gaskin bandwagon and not because I thought they were super talented, but because I thought volume is King and you're starting to see in both situations that the volume is drying up at an alarming rate. And those guys, you know, their skill levels, their skill level. And if they're not getting, um, if they're not getting the volume on top of it, I mean, that that's rough. All right, Drew, we're kicking it to you. You got the, the last pick in the snake here. Uh, who is your ugly? Uh, I had to go with uh, OBJ. Uh, I know he's had a struggle with Baker getting on the same page consistently. You know, injuries don't help that. But uh, if there were ever a time while Landry is out, you would think that they'd get some extra work in together and make some things happen here. But this last week, he had two end zone targets. He had four targets that were 20-plus yards. He had something like 160 total air yards and ended up with two catches for 27 yards. Uh, I know they're not a high-volume passing offense, but 
to get targets like that and some high value targets too. I think in most standard PPR leagues, he ended up with uh, less than six points uh, for people that started them, including yours truly. So uh, that is not what you want to see. And I, I've probably been hanging on a little too long, hoping uh, to get some flashbacks to uh, 2015. But um, yeah, even so, super disappointing. Yeah, and the funny thing is that last week he went five for 77 right off of that injury. So we were like, oh, maybe, you know, it's been figured out. It's a good first showing. And we, I mean, I shouldn't say we, I thought, all right, he's hitting the ground running and he's just going to take off from here. And then, like you said, we get two for 27. He's got a million and a half air yards and we can't figure out why. Uh, we're not even hitting five points with uh, OBJ. So, yeah, that's a little a little disconcerting on that one. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We will uh, hopefully he'll get back on track and all the OBJ owners out there will be happy, happy, happy. So, all right. let. There's been a lot of questions that have come through the chat and I wanted to save them until after Good, Bad, and Ugly. So let's hit it. Let's get some questions out here. This first one here is from Ridley Truther. You guys, keep it up. Uh, appreciate that, man. What are your thoughts on Kamara? Got a league with him, super win-now mode. Would love your opinions. Do I hold and shoot for the ship this year or try to move for a wide receiver slash running back? Uh, listen, I'll start this one off. Do what you got to do to win a championship. Uh, I'm I'm always about the championship. Obviously, if, if your team is bad, which your team does not seem like it is because you're saying it's super win now, listen, shoot your shot. You win the league, guess what? Your, your name is in the record books forever in that league. Nobody can take that championship away from you. And you've won enough money probably to pay your league fees for at least another five years while you rebuild the thing and figure it out and go on another stretch of winning. So uh, keep him unless you, I mean, unless you get a a banger of a deal. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, if you get offered uh, DeAndre Swift and Devontae Adams, don't take that deal because you have Alvin. Oh, take that deal. That's a hell of a deal. That's a deal that should be an instant accept. But I'm not moving him just for the sake of moving him. You know, I'm not, you know, I don't think I would move him for like a Darrell Henderson, uh, Debo Samuel type package. I think I'm keeping Alvin Kamara because I know it's a little shaky right now in New Orleans, but I have to believe Sean Payton is smart enough to get the ball in the hands of his best offensive player. So, um, yeah, I mean, keep them unless you get just like a sweetheart deal that you can't deny. And, you know, make some other moves. You know, if you have picks, trade those picks in for players that are producing right now and can put points on the board for you right now. Um, if you have, you know, young guys that people are high on but maybe haven't um, haven't produced as of yet, you know, trade those chips in for, you know, vets that are you know that can actually put points on the board and aren't just high upside assets so so that's what i would do 
Uh, Drew, what, what would you do in this situation with uh, Alvin Kamara? Uh, I'm on the same page, Josh. I, I want to do whatever I can. If I feel like I've got a, a strong chance to compete and go the distance this year, I want to give because that's what we're here for is to, to win. Um, I think you're going to have uh, enough of a window even after this year that you could still get a decent return maybe during the draft next year. Um, you know, there's certainly deals like Josh, you're saying that, that you should consider if you get a great offer for a guy that you like, uh, you know, if I'm sitting in that position and I can get, uh, you know, maybe a, a Kareem hunt who I think has a similar timeline left in his career. If somebody's a little bit lower on him, cause he's in a split with Chubb, um, you know, maybe I can get Kareem hunt plus something else that'll give me some depth to, to feel good about my odds this year. Or if I get Monte who hasn't quite picked it up got another contender that isn't as patient as I am. I can get Javante plus another piece that I like that'll help me win this year. But at the end of the day, you got to do what's going to give your team the best shot to win this year. Uh, especially if uh, what I'm, what I'm gathering is maybe you've got some older, older pieces around him as well. Um, so the, the draft is when you can move things around and even post draft, maybe you miss out because you've already sent your picks away for the 2022. As soon as August comes back next year, people will be looking for the win now pieces again. Uh, Kamara should be a part of that. So I don't think the, the value drops off a cliff for him between now and next August. So I, I would lean toward holding in most cases, unless you get a really good deal that, that does continue to help you win now. Uh, Bill, I know you had to step out for a sec, but um, we're talking about Al Alvin Kamara. Ridley Truther hit us with the question. Yep. He, he's got Kamara on the super win now team. And yeah, wants I, to know. I agree with uh, Drew. Um, I think he's a hold um, unless you're getting something you're really happy with. And honestly, I wouldn't make the move right now anyway. I would wait until a little bit later in the season when you have the opportunity to see where your team really is. And, you know, somebody might be a little bit more uh, willing to be aggressive um, to to win this year. So um, I, I would definitely hold for now and uh, maybe week seven, week eight, reevaluate and see uh, maybe if that's a better time to make a move. All right, so this next one we got here is from Joey, and Joey says he needs two wide receivers, I'm assuming, for this week. He's got Robert Woods, Tyler Boyd, Marvin Jones, Cortland Sutton, and LaVisca Chenault, so he needs two for this week. That's that's tough. Has, has anyone heard about what T. Higgins' status is for this game? Because that could possibly change what I say. Um, because no. if T Higgins is not going to play, I think it's uh, Robert Woods and Tyler Boyd. Um, but if T Higgins is going to play, uh, this may shock people. It probably won't shock Bill because Bill knows me. But um, I would probably go Robert Woods and Marvin Jones. Um, DJ Chark is out. We know he's out for the season. Um, it seemed like at least those first couple of weeks that he and Trevor, Trevor Lawrence had a, a connection there. So, uh, those would be my two, uh, you know, Corlin Sutton is talented as hell, but man, if it's another Drew Locke experience, oof, like, uh, I'm staying away from all Broncos receivers. And Visca had a nice game on Thursday night. 
but you know, is that going to last? Is that, you know, or, you know, so that, that's, I mean, I think that would be, I think it all depends on T Higgins. If he plays, I'm going with Marvin Jones. If he doesn't play, I'm going with Boyd, but either way I got Robert Wood, Woods in there. Um, Bill, what do you think? Um, for me, it's pretty easy. It's Robert Woods and Tyler Boyd, um, regardless of the T Higgins situation. Um, I think those are the only two that I um, feel good about their quarterbacks. Um, so that's pretty much the uh, the easy decision for me. Easy decision. What about you, Drew? Same. Uh, it's not a whole lot, not a whole lot of friction in this one. Yeah, I, I don't want anything to do with the Jags this week, um, and possibly for much of the the season going forward. And uh, whatever Higgins is doing. Uh, I think Tyler Boyd will still have a, a pretty good target share um, while Higgins comes back. And yeah, I, I got to believe in the talent and the consistency of Robert Woods paying off here. Uh, I I like it. So this next one here is from Michael Chat. He just got Zach Moss and Hollywood Brown for Cortland Sutton and Melvin Gordon. Did he win the trade? So... I don't know if this is dynasty or redraft, but we can. This is probably a, a redraft trade, I would have to imagine. But if you if you're still hanging around, Michael, let us know. Um, in redraft, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you know, I, I can never, I can never fully get behind any Bills running back just because. We saw the first week or two, it looked like Devin Singletary was that dude. And now Zach Moss is getting a lot of the goal line work, which has been very advantageous because the Bills have been scoring a hell of a lot of points. Um, but it's one of those things where I can also sw- see it switching back for a week or two back to Devin Singletary. Uh, you know, so it's like, you know, and Holly- Hollywood Brown, man, he has been. He has been lighting it up. He's been doing pretty good. He caught a touchdown. Uh, he even referenced it in the uh, post game press conference. I don't know if you guys saw that. He's like, he's like, yeah, I caught that one. <laughs> so even even he knew that the uh, the drops from the week before were an issue, and you know, wanted to bring it up that you know he understood that dropping the ball, especially when you're wide open, coasting for a touchdown, not a good thing. Uh, so I don't know how. Um, Oh my God, they're rookie. I'm blanking right now. Bateman. Yeah, thank you, Rashad Bateman. Um, I don't know how he's going to figure into that. That will be interesting to see. But uh, yeah, I like it. Corlin Sutton, he looked good that one game against the Jaguars. And ever since, it's been. And Melvin Gordon is, he's pretty much in a 50 50 timeshare with Javante Williams. And I have to imagine as the season progresses, that's going to edge more towards uh, Javante. So, yeah, I like it. Zach Zach Moss, Hollywood Brown. Um, I'm not, like, super excited about any of these players, which I guess is the reason why I'm like, "Eh, yeah, I guess, whatever. But, uh, uh, Drew, maybe you could put a little bit more excitement on this trade for me. Uh, the last two weeks of Zach Moss have killed me since I, I traded with Larry in the listener league Ugh. and then Tyson Williams was a healthy scratch this last week. So, 
good move, Larry. I thought I had a uh, had a solid move there for my team this year. Uh, it's been painful to watch Zach Moss punch it in a few times. So, um, no, I, I, I'm good with that. I, I think um, diversifying your team a little bit as well. Um, you know, being able to get Moss and Hollywood, and you know, I guess Hollywood just needs to have those Hollywood type catches to to make them happen. If it's just uh, your everyday run of the mill and the bread basket hitch in the hands, that's what uh, what hurts them. So, uh, you know, hopefully neither of these guys is locked into a starting spot for you. Hopefully they're a flex play or they're a bye week filler, uh, boom bust for Hollywood for sure. So hopefully they pay off for you this year and they they hit at the right times. But uh, I do think that the the Broncos that's that's a little bit of a mess now. And yeah, I I'm a big Javante guy, so I'm waiting for that that uh, switch to get flipped this season. All right, Bill. A little bit more excitement on the trade. Yeah, this you're not getting that. Um, <laughs> this is pretty much a, okay, you know, whatever trade. So the question of did you win the trade? No, you didn't. You didn't lose it either. It's fine. And, you know, I, I you're getting equal parts on both sides, in my opinion. It's just a matter of what you prefer. And so I'm totally fine with it. And you know, I do think that the the one positive, um, like was just mentioned, is you know that you're not banking too much on one offense. Um, so yeah, I mean it's fine. Bill, Bill, with all the excitement, uh, he he hit it home for us so that we could uh, we could go out on a high note there. But uh, but we hit all the questions. So so let let's hear what we we saw on the timeline. This is our favorite part. This is what we're here for. This is what uh, this is what the show's all about. And this first one is from from our man, uh, friend of the show, Short Logic. Uh, by the way, I'll hype it up one time real quick. FTC Short Logic is in there. A lot of other good people. Uh, Lindsay was in here earlier. She's in it. Our man Larry from the Dynasty Hot Sauce Pod is in it. A lot of good people are in there. So if you if you want to be in as well, uh, just hit us up. Just uh, catch one of us at our handles or get just at the show handle, and we'll throw you right in there. It's a good time. A lot of good people. A lot of smart people talking fantasy and other stuff. But uh, this was a tweet he put out, and I, I liked it. So uh, I want to throw it on here. So this is from short underscore logic at short underscore logic. Okay, everyone. Gather around. It's fun poll time. Which brother has more catches? Trayvon Diggs season total or Stefan Diggs highest game total? So um, just to put a little um, little background on here, just so that uh, everyone knows. Uh, Trayvon Diggs currently has uh, five interceptions. He actually ran one back for a touchdown. And Stefan Diggs, so far, his... Uh, game high for this for this season is nine receptions but he has the same amount of touchdowns as his brother which is i mean if you would have said that before week one you would have been laughed out of uh the bar you were drinking in kind of like uh urban meyer i'd throw that in there uh so all right guys this is a fun poll uh is it trayvon or is it stefan uh Drew, I'll let you go first since the font plays for your uh, Buffalo Bills. Uh, man, it has to be Stefan Diggs over the course of the season. He'll have he'll have a fourteen catch game somewhere. Uh, it's bound to happen. Uh, as as well as Trayvon is doing, as many opportunities as he'll have. Um, 
with the division that he plays in, if Tyler Heineke throws him a couple of picks one of these weeks, he could uh, he could definitely rack some more up. But uh, that would be record-setting pace, which would be awesome. I'd, I'd love to see it. I think uh, in a league now where everything is skewed so heavily to let the offense run things, I would love to see a defensive player, especially in the secondary where it feels like they just can't do anything. I'd love to see somebody there uh, stick it to the rules and and uh, stick it in the record book, man. But uh, I think pragmatically it's it's got to be Diggs. Um, it's a matter of time before he and Josh Allen just have a couple of those games where they lock in and, and Diggs has – something like, you know, 35 catches over three games or something like that. All right, Bill. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that, like, it, it's just hard, right? Because when they, when a defensive back starts to show that he's, you know, getting aggressive, um, coming towards the ball and stuff like that, they'll call, the offenses will change. They'll call different plays. You know, they'll start maybe throwing it in a different direction. Um, so – the opportunities are going to fade as the season continues if he keeps playing as well as he has. So like, I think that that's the biggest, uh, the biggest concern. Um, So I think it's just, you know, it just makes logically the most sense, I think to uh, pun intended um, nicely to to go with uh, Stefan in this case, but yeah, it's a good question. It's, it's worth the conversation. It's fun. Yeah. So Man, I, I want to say Trayvon Diggs so bad, obviously, because I'm a Cowboys fan. But um, even even if it, if his game high for this season stays at nine, which I don't think it will, but even if it stays at nine, I think it would be very hard for Trayvon Diggs to beat that number. Um, yes, he has five already. Yes, the quarterbacks in the NFC East are not uh, amongst the elite uh, besides the quarterback that he plays with. So he may be able to pick on them. He picked on Jalen Hurts a little bit. He still gets one more against Jalen Hurts. He still has uh, he has one against Daniel Jones this week and one more and then two against uh, Taylor Henneke. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say Trayvon, but it's obviously uh, Stefan. But that does he play? Fun... Uh, does he play that... Davis Mills in the next few weeks? Because that could do it in one week for him. That's true. He he could intercept Davis Mills like three times <laughs> and really put himself in there. But um, yeah, I mean he he's been playing lights out. The defense, uh, I think, has been playing above their talent level, uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with coaching. But um, yeah, you know, eventually, I mean, they already faced the Bucks. I think they still have to face the Chiefs. There, there are some high-impact offenses that are, are going to come in there and probably bring uh, that defense a little bit closer to, uh, you know, the middle of the pack or, you know, maybe even below the middle of the pack. But um, I'm just enjoying the ride right now, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, Lindsay in, in the FTC in the timeline chat put that uh put that meme up. Uh, Two thirds of the earth is covered in water, and the other third is covered by Trayvon Diggs. That was that was beautiful. Uh, I love that. Um, and yeah, I mean he's he's gonna have a hell of a year, but beating Stephon Diggs uh, season high uh, catch total for a game that's gonna be hard, even if it stays at nine. And I, I agree with Drew. I don't think it will. I think he's going to have 
a 12 or 13 or 14 reception game where he, I'm actually surprised it didn't happen against Houston, but they got such a big lead so early on that it wasn't necessary for it. So they play the Chiefs. It could be against the Chiefs this week because that's going to be that's going to be an offensive uh, explosion. So ah, that that was a good one. Short logic. Oh, here we here we go. We got a uh, we got a little uh, little. Oh, that calcium oxide there? I don't know. You know, I haven't taken science in a while, so I could be wrong about that. But uh, here we another Michael Woods question. Or Michael Woods. Jeez, I'm combining names here. Robert Woods question. Uh, are you starting Robert Woods or Mike Williams this week? And this is an interesting question because uh, Mike Williams had been very hot, uh, nuclear hot, if you will. And Monday night happened. <laughs> and... It, there was no heat. Uh, he barely had enough to uh, to toast bread on Monday night. So where are you going this week? Is it Robert Woods or is it Mike Williams? And since I need a little bit of extra time to think about this, uh, Bill, why don't you hit us up with an answer? Yeah, so Woods is playing uh, tomorrow night uh, against uh, Seattle. And yes. uh, Williams is playing versus uh, Cleveland on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, I mean, man, <laughs> I I kind of want to go Mike Williams here um, just because I feel like he has been the guy who's getting those targets. Um, this was just a weird game for them. And, um, so I think I'm going Mike Williams, you know, Woods, I'm just, he's, he's not the number one guy, right? I mean, it's, it's obvious, right? Cup is the guy. Um, that's where Stafford's looking. Um, you know, Woods got a, a thank you touchdown at the end of the game. It's like a lot of things that like, I'm not sure that he's quote unquote back, so I, I think I would rather um, go with Mike Williams and the upside there. And uh, I'm just not sure the upside is is there with Woods at the moment. I, I kind of want to see it before I start getting, um, you know, super confident in playing him. All right, Drew. Is it is it Bobby Trees or is it Mike Williams this week? I don't know why you guys brought me on the show when Bill just says everything I'm going to say. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I would like to see it, uh, especially when you're comparing guys like this. Um, I'd like to see it from, from woods, uh, you know, consistent targets. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, they didn't really need Mike Williams this last week. Eckler had his game. Uh, Herbert still, uh, of course, is, it can support you know a, a large cast of of team members around him. So, um, I, I would like to think that the Browns will be pretty competitive this week, and it should be a, a fun game to watch. And I think Williams will need to make a couple of big plays to either keep drives going or put a score on the board. So, um, yeah, I would most likely lean Williams unless uh, you know maybe you, the rest of your wide receivers are all high upside guys as well. And, and you need to have somebody that you think maybe has a PPR floor or something like that. All right. So I'm going to go in the opposite direction. And I think some of this has to do with the fact that I've just loved Robert Woods for a long time and have hated the, the criminal disrespect that he's gotten in fantasy year after year. Um, it, it was interesting after, 
their loss to Arizona, um, their head coach said, Sean McVay said, we need to get Robert Woods more involved. And he actually said that about another player earlier this year, and that player was Deshaun Jackson, and that was the game that Deshaun Jackson had uh, over 100 yards. So I'm wondering if he realized after losing to Arizona that it can't just be the Cooper Cup show, maybe a, a bomb or two to Deshaun Jackson or Van Jefferson, and then give Robert Woods whatever table scraps are left after that. So I think he is going to try to plan um, more plays for Robert Woods. And I think they're going to come into that Thursday night matchup pissed off. Uh, They had come off of a huge win against Tampa Bay. Uh, They were flying high, and I think maybe they were flying a little too high, got too close to the sun, and the Arizona Cardinals burnt them up. And I think that is a humbling experience, and I think they're going to come out there guns blazing. Uh, Seattle is not an elite defense by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I do think they will score a lot of points, and I think they are going to try to get Robert Woods more involved. Um, Mike Williams up against the uh, the Browns. Browns are a good defense, man. I mean, say what you want, but they're a good defense. And if anybody can take out the wide receiver one right now for the Chargers, uh, they can. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go contrary, and I'm not saying that these guys are wrong because these guys came up with uh, plenty of good reasons to start Mike Williams, but I do think this is the uh, the Robert Woods week. So um, calcium oxide, um, go, uh, go, start a little, uh, go start a little bang there with uh, Robert Woods, in my opinion, but the other guys did give you Mike Williams. So uh, take all of our wisdom. And uh, and decide wisely, but uh, let let's hit it back back to the timeline now again. And uh, this one here is from a uh, former guest on our show, uh, Clinic Cap at Clinic Cap. Uh, so, what are we doing with Allen Robinson? And that is a damn good question because uh, a lot of people have had a lot of love, including yours truly, for Allen Robinson. And Matt Nagy don't love Allen Robinson no more, apparently, because he's like wide receiver 60 or something like that right now. I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous. So oh, what do you what do you do with with Allen Robinson? I mean, keep keep him on your bench. I mean, wait, wait for it to come back around. I mean, because he, you're definitely not dropping him in Dynasty because he's going to be out of Chicago next year. And God willing, he picks a team with a decent quarterback that can get him the ball. But even in redraft, I mean, what are you dropping him for? Uh, Dawson Knox, maybe? Um, okay. I mean, he's been, he's been pretty lights out, but we all know that that can go up and smoke in, in a week or two. Um, you know, what are the other big names that we were reaching for this week? Um, Damian Williams, 
okay. Like we might get four or five weeks of okay running back RB two uh, flex play, but like if A Rob goes back to being A Rob in two or three weeks, that you know Damian Williams' time in the sun isn't going to be worth it. So you keep him on the bench and you just pray that. Chicago figures out enough offense to 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 get him involved again. Uh, Drew, what do you think, man? Yeah, I've always had a soft spot for him. Uh, hate to see where he is this year, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think I could bring myself to drop him in in any format unless I've got super shallow benches and I have a, a screaming need somewhere and I can pick up a suitable uh, you know short term replacement. But even then. I'm trying to get him back as soon as possible, you know, after somebody else on my bench or my team falls off. So um, for dynasty, I, I mean, I, I, I'm going out making offers wherever I can, you know, uh, I believe in the talent. I think, uh, like you said, if he's not there, assuming he's not there next year, you know, uh, hopefully he goes somewhere that's good for him where he'll get, get used again. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have him in too many places. So I've got a lot of chances to go out and try to try to get a hold of him. I think the tough part is a lot of places that I don't have them. I have Mooney already, so that's a little bit of a, a hurdle to get over. But ultimately, I can be patient. If I can get them at a value now, and then I'll, I'll trust that next year I can hopefully get better production out of them. So uh, I'll, I'll grab them where I can if I can get them reasonably. And then uh, in the places I do have them, I'm holding on to them. All right, Bill. Yeah, I'm not cutting him uh, regardless of situation. Um you know, it's tough, though, because I just believe in the talent. You know, it's just so, like, top 12 talent that it's right. just, it's so difficult to, um, you know, just bounce them. Because we talked about it earlier, the quarterbacks have been just garbage. And, you know, there is the hope that Fields will progress as the season goes on. You know, and, and yeah, it might be a struggle in the next few uh, few weeks because Montgomery being out, that sort of thing. But like, there's still that hope, and I understand it's it's burning a roster spot for you in redraft. Um, that's tough, but for unless you're in an eight team league, like I can't see making that move just because it's you know the talent is just there and. If, if, if he dies on my bench, he dies on my bench, and I'm okay with that. That's just a risk I'm willing to take. And, you know, if I have to make a cut, you know, once I get to the playoffs or something like that, that's a different story. But uh, right now, there's just no way I could make that move. Yeah, I, I would rather him uh, burn a bench spot all season than uh, end up blowing up in my face because another team picked him up and, and used him against me. So... Um, yeah, I'm with, I mean, I think we all said it. You just gotta, you, you just gotta struggle right now with Allen Robinson. He's struggling. You gotta struggle with him. And, um, you know, dynasty start sniffing around, especially if Allen Robinson is on a team that's, you know, oh, and four or one and three and, you know, they ain't going nowhere. Team's not good. Hey, what do you what do you want for Allen Robinson? He's not really doing much, you know. I I can throw you a little something here. What do you, you know? What are you looking for? And see what happens because, you know, especially if you're a contender and you're three and one, four and zero, oh, and you can 
have him sit on your bench for a couple of weeks, hopefully while he figures it out. And he's not, um, he's not costing you much. Try to get him on the cheap right now because I don't think this will last all season. It's also Matt Nagy. So anything is a possibility, but I, I think before long, we start seeing the Allen Robinson of old. I hope <laughs> I, I just keep saying that I, I'm hoping to speak it into existence. So uh, let's, let's hit another one here. Uh, we got, we, Oh, here we go. We got a, a start sit question. I love start sit questions from Alex at Willie Gronka. Start one half point PPR Miles Sanders at Carolina or Tony Pollard versus the New York Giants. So this is, uh, this is interesting. So since I am a, uh, an, an unbiased party here, uh, Bill, why don't you go first and let us, uh, let us know who you would take in this situation. Yeah, this was, this was tough. Um, like, Miles Sanders is not getting as many touches as we expect, you know, recently Um, going up against a tough team. So there's a potential that they're still going to need to pass the ball. And it seems like those are all going to gain well, like all the passes. So that's a big concern for the upside of Miles Sanders. Now you go to Pollard, right? He's not, we, we don't know what kind of usage he's going to get. He seems to be getting consistent usage, but is he going to be touchdown guy? You know, like it, it's just, it's a tough one. So I think I'm going to just go by the matchup and I, I, I feel like, I don't know. I think that Dallas might smoke the giants. So I feel like Pollard's uh, probably got more chance to get some, some touches a little later in the game. So I, I can't believe that's, that's not where I started in this conversation, but um <laughs> As I'm talking, I've convinced myself to go with Pollard instead of uh, Sanders. So, um, but it's a close one in the poll, and that's why I thought this would be a good one for us to talk about. Uh, hey, Russ. Hi. How are so, you? Obviously, if you're watching us on the YouTube's, which you should be, uh, a, a very attractive man has just popped onto our screen. We have the one, the only Russ Fisher, obviously at Dynasty Outhouse. Russ, thanks thanks for popping on, and and you've hit us at a uh, at a good juncture here. You can talk about uh, Miles Sanders and Tony Pollard. <laughs> I actually just finished recording Dynasty Game Night, and we ended the show. I don't remember if we were still recording or not. Just like being sad about Miles Sanders and how he needs to just get cut so he can go somewhere else and be awesome because he's really good at football. Just. Someone in the Eagles front office was just like, nah, no, nah. I, I think because he, I mean he, Peterson was screwing him over, but at least he played him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And now just oh, yeah, this is ugly. You know, what, two runs. Like, well, I guess it was like two out of four runs. Which hey, fifty percent ain't bad, right? Right. But oh, Miles, he's so good. Just give that guy the ball. Go somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I remember earlier in the in the offseason, Nick Sirianni was talking about playing rock, paper, scissor, and maybe Miles Sanders beat him way too many times. I don't know. It just all of a sudden, their game plan has been like, Miles Sanders, we don't like you anymore. We are not going to give you any opportunity whatsoever. I mean, 
they they played against Dallas two weeks ago on Monday night, and he had two rushes. I mean, that I don't care if we're talking about the worst starting running back in the league. That's criminal. That even Irvin Meyer week one gave James Robinson like five rushing attempts. Oh, that's such a sad comparison. You know, and Drew, before before I just I I get sad as well. Why don't you why don't you who are you with this week? Miles Sanders or Tony Pollard? Uh if it's gotta be one of the two, I, I agree with Bill. I think game script is gonna make more opportunity. I think uh the defense there uh could potentially give up a couple big plays. So Pollard is good for a blow up game here or there. So uh if I had to choose between one of those two this week, I would go with Pollard. Um if we're talking other opportunities I, I would see what tony pollard plus something would get you back uh whether it's another running back or another position and then you'll be forced into sanders and at least you have an excuse why you started sanders but uh yeah between those two i i would have to go with pollard this week yeah i mean i'm going pollard and it's it's not even the the cowboys love it's just that like how how many touches is miles sanders gonna get this week five seven nine like that that's gross and i and i actually think that philadelphia might be able to keep it close with carolina but i don't think it's gonna matter like for some reason nick sirianni has just decided miles sanders i like kenny gainwell way more than i like you and i am going to give him more opportunity and i and i don't know why because don't get me wrong Kenny Gainwell has done well with what he's been given, but he's not more talented than Miles Sanders. Like in no respect, do you watch those two guys on film and go, Kenny Gainwell is definitely the better running back. I understand why Nick Sirianni's doing this. Like it's just, you know, I, I don't know. And I know a lot of people that were on Miles Sanders for this year. We thought maybe this was going to be the year Russ was in. on. I know a lot of, a lot of people were, and guess what? They had a lot of good reasons why he should have been. This wasn't a name we pulled out of a hat and just said, okay, we're all going to be on Miles Sanders. That's cool. Like, we're going to push him to the moon. There were a lot of good reasons why you should have been on Miles Sanders. But now there are more good reasons why you should stay far, far away from Miles Sanders until something changes. Uh, and hopefully that's this week. But we can't we can't put them out there until we see it more consistently where it's not a half dozen touches and and that's it so um so that that's actually our last question but i want to give um bill and drew i want to give you guys an opportunity to um say whatever you got to say man episode 100 man we we made it we did a hundred of these things. Hey, look, my we made it. See, Russ knows. Uh, and so I want to give you guys the opportunity. Uh, Drew, I'll let you start since I don't want Bill to steal everything that you're going to say and say it before you. So, so Drew, I'll let you start if there's anything you want to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I am just uh, so, so glad to be able to join you guys every week at this point. And it's been such a fun ride to listen to you guys early on and uh you know couldn't couldn't be here without uh giving a little credit to my father-in-law 
uh, Bobby, who let me know that he was on as a guest once hanging out with y'all. And then uh, that started it for me here. So a huge shout out to him and thank you for the introduction to this, uh, this fun life here. And thank you too for, uh, you know, letting me fill in a couple of times. And it's been just uh, such a good experience to be able to talk and, and chop it up and be able to have an outlet for all the stuff that uh, people at work don't want to talk about. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, it's been been good for you guys. And I, I hope to be around for 200. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, man. No, I mean, like I said, at the start, it's just, you know, it's been it's surprising that it's been 100 episodes already. And, uh, you know, I think we hopped on uh, with the DAP network when Russ started it. Um, like uh episode what 20 something maybe and um so you know a large uh, percentage has been on the dap network and that's been a lot of fun and um you know it's funny i would love to go back and listen to episode one just to see no never never go back (laughs) never go back we should do that as a watch party we should we should like uncomfortable you know because two guys that had never really even done (laughs) podcasting you know do this and like, I don't know how, um, like, we were probably a little too formal at that time. We were probably a little, you know, just saying uh, just the way we spoke was different. Our comfort level, just a little more uptight, you know, that sort of thing. And and so, like, it's, it's fun to see the progression. And, um, you know, it's uh, cool that we got the FTC now and the... You know, it's just there's a lot of things that um, would have never happened. And we've met a, a ton of good people uh, from doing this podcast and and so or this YouTube show, I guess. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's been a treat to do for sure. And uh, it's been a, a good run uh, to 100, no doubt. Yeah, um, honestly, th- this is something that I think maybe the only person that really knows this is Bill. But. I decided to start this podcast at a time in my life that things were not going very well. Um, I had just been let go from a job that I absolutely hated. So that was kind of a blessing in disguise. But I wasn't working, um, trying to figure out what my next job was going to be. And I just had this like nagging thought in my head. And it was like, Dude, you've always thought about starting a podcast, start a podcast, start a podcast. And then I had another nagging thought that was like, well, how do you do that? So I I reached out to a lot of people, but I'm actually glad Russ is out here or on the show, excuse me, because one of the people I reached out to was Russ. And I said, like, how how do I do this? And he's like, you just go out and do it. Like, there's no magic formula. There's no just like get your laptop, get a microphone and go, just do it. And I I will remember that conversation for as long as I live, because that was the, the catalyst to start this. Um, I put a tweet out. I was like, Hey, thinking about starting a podcast, looking for a co-host and a few people responded and Bill was the first person to respond. And I said, cool, like, I want to just talk with this guy and see, like, if this is what it is. And I've told this story before. We talked for three hours all about football. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is this is the dude that needs to be my co-host. 
and we hit it up. We we started this podcast, and it it has been just fun ever since. You know, Drew came on um, recently as a permanent host. He had, he guessed it for us a couple times. He had filled in for us a few times. And I couldn't think of two people that I would rather do this with every week, week after week. So uh, I want to thank you guys. Russ, you can come on anytime. Um, but I, I want to thank you guys for making this so much fun because you guys aren't my co-hosts. You guys are friends. Uh, we text with each other. Uh, we've talked about family, life, and football, all of the above. and. Um, I just want to personally tell you guys how much you mean to me. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Um, you know, and Bill Bill said it perfectly. Bill, like, we have the fantasy timeline chat. Like, we met so many people doing this thing. We've met people through eliminators that we, for some reason, get called celebrities for. Like, Bill is a celebrity. I mean, Bill is pretty big time. But me, I'm not a celebrity. Like, I'm... I'm just a guy sitting in my kitchen talking about fantasy football. That's it. But I've met so many people through those eliminators and that's so cool. And um, honestly, it all goes back to like the people that watch the show and the people that reach out and say, Hey, like love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Hey, uh, love this one thing that you talked about. Hey, I love the fact that Bill and Josh can argue about Trey Sermon. Like, just like the craziest stuff that people reach out and like are appreciative of. And we're just kind of like, oh, we're just like talking fantasy football, but people dig it. And so that is like the most, you know, like satisfying part of this is like we get to talk to people who listen to the show and people who are like, yeah, I like what we do. And guess what? There are people who don't like what we do. And you know what? I like those people too. You know why? Because you have listened to the show at least one time and we have been able to tally that as a download. So appreciate the one-star reviews. Appreciate the people that have hit me up in DMs and tell me that I suck at this thing because, hey, listen, I'm never making it to ESPN, so I might as well just have a little bit of fun doing this. So um, thank you to you guys too because uh, without uh, without the people uh, – telling us that uh the show was a one star uh we couldn't get a laugh we couldn't uh we couldn't look over that stuff together and just go that's oh, pretty funny so but yeah that's all i got russ i want to thank you too because when you reached out to us and said that you were starting a network and you wanted us to be a part of it i was confused because i was like wait a minute Dynasty Outhouse wants us to be a part of his network. I don't get it, but yeah, like we're gonna do it. Like, I mean, I I somehow have tricked him into thinking that this was good. Um, so yeah, we'll jump on your network and through the network, like we've gotten closer to your now co-host Rocky Petrella, and we've had great conversations with Brian Har and. Justin at Run DFF is on there. I mean, Casey Kasem is so cool and her show is so good. Like, these are people that I probably would not have been able to have uh, better interaction with if not for that. So, 
Uh, Russ, you're a big reason for this. And I've said this a couple times too. First time I ever got on a podcast was on the Trade Addicts pod. So um, you uh, you let this loose into the world, Dynasty Outhouse. So uh, all the one-star reviews, you can blame Russ Fisher. Proud Papa. Proud Papa. <laughs> but uh, on that note, again, thank you to everybody. The chat was awesome. So many questions. That makes the show so much better. So if you are uh, watching us on YouTube, make sure you've hit subscribe, make sure you've hit the bell, because not only do you get us, you get the Dynasty Junkies when they do their stuff on YouTube. Every once in a while, Russ wants to share trade uh, trade addicts with everyone. He's on here too. He does his outhouse thoughts, which are awesome on here as well. I mean, you're getting just great content no matter who uh, who shows up when that uh, when that bell goes off. So do that. If this is po- if you're listening to us in podcast form, thank you so much. Uh, again, an hour and sixteen minutes. You could be doing anything, like literally anything else, and you've decided to listen to us, and we appreciate it. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe as well if you just kind of tripped and fell into our podcast. Um, leave a rate and review. We do read them. Trust me, we've seen the five stars and we've seen the one star. So doesn't matter what you give us. We will see it. We will read it. And um, it just gets us out there in front of more people. So, Russ, is there anything you want to say on our 100th? See, the funny thing is you thought I actually listened to your show before asking you to join the network. (laughs) Ryan's like, you should get these guys on. I'm like, I've never heard of them, but sure. (laughs) I mean, yeah, completely lying. You know, it's funny. I I remember because I was bored one day. A uh, hundred episodes of the show ago, and I'm like, I want to start a new podcast. Who's got some ideas for a podcast? Almost instantly, Josh DMs me. He's like, I've been kicking this around for a while, just because it's you. I'll actually tell you what it is. And before he even told me, I'm like, I'm not going to do this because clearly this dude knows what he wants. And he tells me literally this. He tells me the fantasy timeline, and I'm like, that's an awesome idea you should do that <laughs> you know that's a great idea and yeah it go i'm not going to steal that from you that that is yes absolutely awesome and this show is absolutely awesome and i am proud and happy and other happy emotions that you decided to bring it onto the dap network who is ultimately better for having you as part of it and we we have gotten better being associated with the DAP network. So on that note, the love fest is over. Now we the love get, fest is never over. We well, that's true. We we get to start the march, like Drew said, the march to 200 now. So uh when Drew and I are old and gray, because Bill is already old. He may not be gray, but he is old. Um I went right to white. <laughs> <laughs> there's no gray it went don't worry josh's will be gone before he really goes gray blonde to white if you ain't kidding man that's the perfect <laughs> thing i will never go gray i will never have hair again but i will never go gray um so on that note you know what Let, let's for the hundredth episode every everybody can can uh get us out of here Late. Late. Late.